You are now listening to The MILFs Podcast. That's Mothers Intentionally Living for Success. This show is dedicated to bringing you honesty and hopefully some laughs as we discuss parenting, careers, and your everyday life experiences. I'm your host, Beth. Happy Monday, everyone. It's your favorite irregular MILF. Happy Women's History Month as well. This is a crazy, crazy month of March. Um, Y'all, this virus has you know, upset this nation, but you know, we're not, we're not going to get off, off track. We're not going to get off focus. So today's episode, we are talking about colorism, y'all. We are talking about it. Yes. Um, specifically, we're going to talk about how it has affected darker skinned black women disproportionately more than our lighter skinned sisters. Okay. And I already know some of y'all are just, oh, I'm ready to click next. I'm done. Mm -mm, Not listening to this. Uh, Here she go again with some bull. But no, y'all, like this is um, a very, very necessary conversation that I wish we had more often. I just feel like in our community, in the black community, um, we tend to skirt this um put it on the table we're very dismissive of it uh we like to pit the darker skinned black women or brown skinned uh black women as being divisive whenever she discusses this and y'all let's not let's not be confused the black woman by far um, struggles the most in this world, in my, at least in my opinion. Um, I can't speak for everyone, but in my opinion, the black woman period in general, um, struggles far more, um, in comparison to any other race or gender. Now, to my lighter skinned sisters, this is not to say that you all don't have your own struggles, we all struggle. I'm not taking away from the struggles of fair skin or lighter skin black women. However, and a really, really good friend of mine said this to me, and I was just like, yes, sis, you got it. Nailed it on the head. Listen, you can acknowledge that you have privilege because let's, let's, let's be clear. There is privilege to having fair or lighter skin. There is privilege to that or there's privilege that comes with that. You can acknowledge your privilege and still face discrimination. No one's taking that away from you. So we're going to talk about this today because this is not the struggle Olympics. Like, you know, 
we're not going tit for tat for who struggles far more than the other. Cause it's not. It's just we're not doing that. We're gonna focus on healing. That's what we're gonna, gonna we're gonna focus on today. But before we get into you know that healing phase, where we have to have a conversation. We need to start with where did this issue begin, or at least where did it begin in America? And just like everything else. It starts with slavery. You know, we got to go back all the way um, to slavery. So back then, slave masters would rape and enslave women and their lighter skinned offspring. This is both male and female were given preferential treatment. So back then you had the lighter skinned slave women working inside the house while the darker skinned women worked outside picking cotton. Um, the idea was the darker skinned woman was stronger um, and built to work, whereas the lighter skinned woman was seen as more fragile, so on and so forth. The system, you know, perpetuated and now we have systemic racism and we have internalized this, you know, order as black people. Now. Let's talk about this brown paper bag test. So many of you know about the brown paper bag test associated with um, historically black organizations. However, the brown paper bag test was actually used as an informal um, process in admitting students into HBCUs. I actually did not know that I had to do my research and found that out myself so yes that was another way that we internalized um it as a community by discriminating against our own simply you know to get an education so lighter skin is definitely um seen as preferential um not only in the markets but you know sadly within our own community um we see it also in markets such as Beauty. So, for example, if you're familiar with um, African countries, Latin or Caribbean nations, you are also familiar with the bleaching um, epidemic and how people, and this is not just women, men and women are bleaching their skin because everyone is seeking that, you know, Eurocentric look. And by Eurocentric, I mean the wider look, the wider skin, the lighter skin. Um, again, trying to achieve that preferential skin tone. So we're not, you know, unfamiliar with this issue whatsoever. We just like to dodge it because no one is ready to have that conversation. No one's ready to be real about it. No one wants to explore or, you know, dig deep into some of their biases, some of the things that you know, you've been told as a kid um, or, you know, as an adult or what you've come to internalize or believe about women specifically. We're going to focus on black women, um, darker skinned black women. And a lot of the things that I have heard, um, some that I've experienced, some that I've, you know, been told by friends and family that they've experienced like it's it's really saddening um and to be clear it is 
getting better. I do see in media um, the efforts to try to include darker skinned black women um, in multiple, you know, arenas. However, I feel that um, a lot of it, if not, this is these are my opinions, you guys. Um, a lot of it is for profit, and I'm not really trying to just be a, the trend for now. And that's how I kind of feel. I kind of feel like black, darker-skinned black women are the current trend, and soon we will no longer be a trend, and again, we'll be back to square one, back to, you know, the lesser beings, the unclean. Because, um, yeah, let's be clear, darker skin is associated with uncleanliness, um, lack of intelligence, um, lack of, or, or just being unattractive. That is what darker skin is associated with. And I felt it was necessary to uh, do this episode because, you know, we talk about systemic racism, we talk about racism a lot. We're trying to combat racism and, you know, and even things such as implicit biases. However, y'all, how are we going to do that if we can't even talk about the problems within? And most of all, how are we going to combat racism when we have colorism in-house? I feel like we need to solve these problems in-house before we can sit here and talk about, you know, let's then go educate these white folks on how not to be racist and why this is racist. Um, yeah, we have to confront this issue, combat it, and, you know, have these discussions, get rid of colorism first before we can ever get rid of racism. Because quite frankly, in my opinion, it's not going to be possible to get rid of racism if we can't get rid of colorism how are we gonna have our own problems and expect other people to not or better yet said how are we not gonna love ourselves because that's really what it is how are we not gonna love ourselves and expect other people to you know love us or respect us it's just i don't, I don't it's not mm -mm. i don't think so but let's start with some uh, disturbing facts. These are just some facts that I found um, doing some research. So in general, black women uh, marry less than any other race. I feel like most people know this. That wasn't really shocking. I kind of figured that. Um, however, darker skinned black women marry men of lower social status than light-skinned black women. Um, and from what I found in my research, the reason is, one, the pool of available uh, black men. Well, first, let me um, state this fact. So black women are the least likely to marry outside their race. And black men are twice as much likely to marry outside their race. So the pool... For of, of the eligible black males, um, and by eligible, we're, we're talking well-educated, uh, man got a job, you know, can feed himself, all of that. So the pool 
of eligible black males is already small. Y'all, we have the highest incarceration rate. Um, African-Americans are five times more likely to be in prison. Um, And then if we break it down to males, a lot of our African-American males are in prison. So out of that small pool, so little um, select black women. So there is a, or at least the research, um, and the research I'm referring to is uh, by Dr. Derek Hamilton. Uh, He is a professor of economics and sociology at Ohio State University. You guys can Google this research. It's actually freaking amazing. So much information. Um, So he found that based on that small pool, darker skinned black women are least likely to be chosen. Why? Because the power is shifted to the black male. So the black male has, you know, this inexplicable power to select the women or the woman that he wants to, you know, settle down and have a family with. So his data concluded that 55% of light-skinned women were married, whereas only 23% uh, of dark-skinned black women were married. Yeah, y'all, like, these are these are facts. Again, you can Google it. I will actually link um, or place the link below uh, in the description for this episode. The, this is troubling. It's, it's really troubling. Um, some more facts. The number of black females begins to outnumber the number of black males by the age of 16. And that's, again... Um, explained by the high incarceration rates in the African American community and um, you know the death toll. Furthermore, we are not as valued. When I say we, I'm I'm specifically referring to darker skinned black women. And it's funny because <laughs> I had someone once tell me uh, when I was talking about this this issue. I was talking in a in a group me. And y'all in that group, me, it was mainly black males that were telling me like, no, you know, you're wrong about this, yada, 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 like get off this topic, all of that, basically telling me to keep my mouth shut. But anyway, um, I remember during that same, you know, conversation, someone telling me that I am not dark enough to have this conversation. (laughs) Y'all, I am at least two different shades um, between summer and winter. So I can go from a caramel to, you know, a chocolate, chocolate, chocolate in the summer, caramel um, in the winter and like early spring. Um, But yeah, I was told that, you know, I'm not dark enough to have this conversation. So, you know, I pose this question to y'all. How dark do you have to be in order to, you know, speak on colorism and how it affects you as a, as a darker skinned um, black female or, you know, just a darker skinned person of color? How, how, how dark do you have to be? I feel as though it's not necessary. It's not necessarily the shade of darkness. I think if, well, for me, I feel that if you are physically, if someone can physically assume that you are just black um this is from this is not just skin color this is from hair eye color all that someone can physically tell that you are black there is no ambiguity to it um 
you can speak on this topic. That's how I feel. Now, let's not go crazy and say, uh, you know, well, you know, I'm a yellow bone, so, but I, you can tell that I'm black. No, it, it's not the same. Y'all know what I'm talking about when I say this. Let's not act like you don't know what I'm talking about. If I can tell that you are black um, and you are not, <laughs> I don't even know where to set the shade at. And I guess mahogany, I don't know. I feel like if you're caramel, caramel and darker, I don't know, y'all. Y'all let me know. What, where, 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 where does the shade um, start at? But I believe and know that I can actually talk about this. So um, moving on, Dr. Hansen also found that black women tend to lower their standards because they're finding uh, challenges in dating. Um, I can't necessarily say that I've had a challenge in dating um, as a darker skinned black woman. I think I prevented that because I, I know myself growing up or even just in my adulthood, um, I pur- purposely did not date men that were light skinned. So men that we consider light skinned. I purposely did not date them. I have dated outside my race. However, when it comes to black males, I purposely did not date them because I saw a lot growing up, specifically in junior high and high school, a lot of lighter skinned black males were only dating, you know, the Mexicans in my school. They, If they were dating a black girl, she was mixed with something. Um, she was always racially ambiguous. That's all I ever saw. So... I never, and it wasn't that I didn't think I had the chance. It was just, he's, to me, it was like, oh, he's not worthy. So I don't agree with Dr. Hamilton at this point that, you know, darker skinned black women tend to lower their standards. Um, I mean, I guess in his research, that's what he found. For me, it doesn't apply. I feel like I'm not lowering my standards for anybody. So because that's all I saw growing up, I just you know, dismissed lighter skinned uh, black males. And I think it's because I wasn't willing to give them the chance simply because one, at one point in my life, I couldn't handle rejection. And then two, I felt like it was a waste of my time. Um, I like chocolate. Yeah. But I mean, back to, you know, what what these facts and you know the research tells us um it basically tells us we have a lot to do y'all we, we 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 have a lot of work to do like so much work to do because although some might say you know things are so much better for dark-skinned black women you are seeing them on you know l'oreal um their models Media is doing great um, at perpetuating, you know, darker skin and love for your darker skin. Yeah, that's all great, y'all. But how often do you see that? It's not very often. And even if you are to say it's often, it's like, okay, that's that's for now. We we are the current trend. The current trend, um, whatever or what everybody likes now is that dark skin. And I'm sorry, but I'm not here for the 
you're in season, you know, rhetoric. I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm here for how do we discuss what has happened, what has been happening to darker skinned black women, um, you know, the degradation, you know, you know, the dismissal, the accusations of, you know, we're being divisive when we speak up and speak out. Um, what about that? And how are we going to solve it? You know, and there is a double edged sword with being a darker skinned black woman. There is the um, love for us, but it can kind of be. It's, it's kind of scary, you know, being a darker skinned black woman because it's a double edged sword. There's, you know, the good side and then there's like this fetishization of it or fetishization of it. I cannot talk today. Um, and it's like, you know, you're, you're sexy uh, or we're, we're seen as sexy because of our dark skin. And it's kind of like. It's, it's not even kind of like, it's definitely objectifying um, and sexualizing. And it doesn't solve the discrimination against darker skinned black women. It doesn't solve anything. In fact, it's just an inversion. It's, it's, it doesn't, it's not a solution whatsoever. Um, and those are, you know, more things that we need to talk about. Because I'm not going to say that there aren't, uh, black men out there that love their darker skin women. I know for a fact that there are there. I have um, dated plenty of them, currently in a relationship with one. Um, definitely out there. It's just a scary... It's a scary, you know, position to be in as a dark-skinned black woman or dark-skinned black woman um, and to be, you know, desired because for so long, or at least growing up, like you just, all you saw on television was, you know, the the girl who everyone loved was always lighter skin. So for example, if you're familiar with Martin, I grew up watching Martin. Martin was with Gina. Gina was light skin. The friend of Gina was Pam. Pam was dark skin. Um, Pam always had, you know, the problems with her relationship uh, whereas Gina, you know, was always desired by Martin and then others and Martin was going crazy. So these, these are the things that I saw growing up. So when you're seeing, you know, lighter skinned black women or racially ambiguous black women, mixed black women on television, always, you know, the love interest, um, it kind of does something to, it, or not kind of, it does something to your psyche. And as you're growing up, you're, you know questioning whether you're worthy, whether, you know, again, um, not completely dismissing Dr. Hamilton's research, but also questioning whether, you know, you need to lower your standards, be more realistic, um, because the pool is not in our favor. Okay. Um, again, dark skin black women are the least likely to marry outside our race. Um, specifically, we are the least likely to marry a white male. There's a lot of implications with that, because, again, the history of slavery, white men are raping black women, uh, all of that. So, I want to ask you guys, uh, 
how do we, you know, how are we going to solve this problem? When are we going to get to the point where, you know, like I'm doing today or like I've done before, where I can have these conversations with friends or just have these conversations in communities and not be dismissed or told that, you know, I'm being divisive. Um, I remember there was a group conversation that I had and I actually had a lighter skinned black female tell me that I need to love myself. Um, I need to search, you know, within myself um, for what is beautiful because no one else is going to see me as beautiful if I don't see myself. Uh, Mind you, this was all of, I think it was last year. I believe I had this conversation last year. Mind you, I never said anything about how I don't love myself. I was stating facts um, as I am today. But sis was just, you know, completely dismissing it, telling me that, no, dark-skinned black women just need to, you know, love ourselves first and then everyone else will love us. That's not the problem. I know plenty of dark-skinned black women that are just as proud as I am to be dark-skinned. I don't want to be anything other than dark-skinned. If I could be darker, I would gladly be darker. If I could keep my summer shade, I would happily keep my summer shade that is not the issue. The issue is not that darker skinned black women don't love each other. The issue is that we are not loved because of our dark skin. And y'all, let's be honest. How many times have you bringing up the summer just reminded me how many times have you, you know, panicked or just been like, oh, I don't look. I have tanned too much. I done got dark this summer. Oh, my God, my knees. Um, Many of us growing up, our parents told us, you know, don't crawl on your knees or be on your knees too much because your your knees will get dark or don't be out in the sun because you'll get dark. Let's be very honest. Dark skin has been a taboo. It has been, you know, seen as inferior. Uh, That seems to be my favorite word (laughs) lately. It has been inferior in the black community to be dark skin or darker skin. So the issue is not, you know, dark skin black women. The issue is this. um, I can't even call it a fear or hesitation. It's, It's just. A lack of. Care. To have this conversation and to make darker skinned black women or darker skinned people as well um, just feel that we are loved by our own community because we get loved by everyone else everyone else you know you have the you know for example the crazy woman I believe she's in the UK taking melanin injections and you know trying to get the dark skin so it's like everyone else is loving you know being darker but our very own but our very own and as a black woman I mean I'm not in a relationship myself but I feel for you know my sisters who are single um, a lot of my single friends who are darker skin and I always wonder like how hard it must be in the dating scene. Because um, when I was single, I do remember, not that it was particularly hard for me, but just 
there's always that thought, like, whenever someone's coming up to you and they're like, oh, this girl is cute. And even if they don't say it, there's just, there's the look, there's the attitude, and it's like, she's cute, but for, you know, a dark-skinned girl. Not just for for a black girl, but for a dark-skinned girl. And then you always see, you know, uh, the couple of guys who will pass you up for, you know, the lighter-skinned female or the um, non-black female. It happens tons of times, y'all. Uh, I, I recently listened to another podcast where... Actually, a friend of mine who just recently got married um, was explaining how he had to tell another girl about his preference and his preference for uh, racially ambiguous black females, specifically. Um, those were his words. Um, that's That was his preference. And that's fine. Like That is okay if you have a preference for lighter-skinned black people. That is okay. What is not okay is to dismiss, you know, the plight of the darker skinned black female and to not have these conversations. Because if you are black, you contribute to this problem. If you are black, you contribute to this perpetuated, you know, issue of colorism. And it's not okay to just be like, well, I have a preference and you need to just shut up and deal with it. Or, well, I have a preference and you don't fit that preference, so... Oh, well. Um, But anyway, I remember during the podcast how he talked about, well, you know, I shouldn't have to mold um, my preference and what I'm attracted to and have always been attracted to. And I always wonder, I mean, I'm not sure I can't speak for males or women who um, are also attracted to women. I can't speak for y'all, but I always wondered, is it? What happened, like, where or when did you decide that you only liked people of fair skin and why? I feel like that's a question to ask yourself. Why do I find myself only attracted to this skin tone? Because let's be clear, y'all, it happens. There'll be people or black women who are equally successful, equally educated, equally beautiful, but the fair-skinned woman is always chosen um, before the darker-skinned woman based on something as cursory as skin tone. Like, it's crazy, y'all. It's, it's very crazy. But these are, you know, things that happen. I don't know. Grown, like, as an adult now, I kind of look back and I'm just like, whenever someone is telling me, you know, I'm intimidating, I'm, first of all, y'all, I'm all of like 5'2 and 100 and some pounds. There is nothing intimidating about me. So a lot of times when people tell me I'm intimidating, I'm just like, are you intimidated because of my skin tone? And I always hated that cop out whenever, you know, you'd be on a date or you'd meet a good guy or whatever. Y'all are texting or whatever. And they hit you with the, oh, you're such a great person. But man, you are so intimidating. Like they'll say it in such a, you know, up high beat high pitch and make you feel like, oh yeah you know I'm that you know I'm that bitch but I don't know I don't know I, I have nothing for y'all on that but facts are dark-skinned black women um you know we're seen as women who or actually no 
darker skinned black women are generally seen as having high quality merits. Um, we're very educated, very well um, employed, all of that. However, the one thing we lack is social capital. And what I mean by social capital is our skin tone, y'all. It's always our skin tone. It always comes back to our skin tone. We can have everything in the world be mad successful. And actually, it seems as though the, the more successful you are, the more damaging that does to your love life. So again, that's where you're seeing darker skinned black women having to settle or amend and lower their standards um, and getting into relationships with men that, you know, are not are equal. These are the things that black women are having to go through. These are the struggles that we're having to go through because of um, colorism. And that is how it affects us. And it's always... Um, It's always frustrating when you feel as though you are a placeholder. And what I mean by is when you are dating someone and this person is not showing you off. They're not taking you places. Um, you kind of feel like you're, you're a fetish of theirs and they're just crossing off, you know, life's goals or whatever. And they've just completed like a fantasy so when they're with you, they're never showing you off. It's as though, it's as though, you know, darker skinned black women are not trophy wife enough to show off to the world. But somehow, you know, somebody who is lighter is more worthy. And it's it's again and again, you know, black black men have you know, that unnatural power within the marriage market, the dating market, the dating scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, black men have that unnatural power that enables them to, you know, make bids on women, if that's the word we're going to use, um, based on, again, cursory, irrelevant char characteristics such as skin shade or skin tone. It happens. Um, so in other words, unfortunately, um, in today's world and for a long time, lighter, lighter skin, females, just in general, the lighter you are, the higher your probability of marriage. This is a fact. Um, this is any, this is anything that anyone can argue against. This isn't a debate, y'all. Again, you can Google it. I'm going to drop a couple links for you. No problem. These are the hard facts that we need to solve. All right. So at this point, I know y'all just tired of me talking. You're like, all right, all right, Bev, get to the point. How are we going to solve this? How are we going to solve this problem? All right. Okay. Impatient much? Um. All right. So serious note, how do we solve this issue? We solve this issue by first confronting why it is that you individually, and I'm speaking to, you know, everyone individually who might have, you know, a bias um, against darker skin. What is it about darker skin that 
um, you don't agree with or that troubles you. Um, and it might not be something conscious, conscience, um, you might not consciously, you know, have a bias against darker skin. You might have to look to, you know, your dating history. Um, that, that was one of the questions that I posed uh, this past week about, I think I asked, you know, black males, you know, do you even date black women? Do you prefer lighter skinned women? And the following question was, does your dating history reflect, you know, what you're answering? Um, and a lot of times you do have to look, go back and look at either your dating history um, or just anything. And it will tell you a lot about, you know, your preferences. And it'll also not only tell you about your preferences, but it'll also tell you about your biases. Okay. So I want us to go back and reflect um, and this is, this can also apply to darker skinned black women. I feel like we also need to go back and look to, you know, instances where we felt that we were not valued or we were not equal to our fellow light skin, um, sisters and how that affected us and how that past, you know, hurt or shame, or whatever emotion it was that you were feeling might, you know, be reflective of, or be reflective in your, you know, your adulthood, or in your dating life, or, you know, your marriage, or whatever the case may be, we need to reflect, um, and then, you know, healing, I really feel like the only way that we can heal is just to, you know, have these conversations, you know, let out, you know, our frustrations, um, you know, all the different emotions that we're feeling as dark skinned black women. We also have to be open and receptive of some of the things that are some of the feedback that we might get. Uh, you know, everyone's not going to be accepting of, you know, this conversation. Everyone is not going to be ready to have this conversation or, you know. Some people might never be ready or care. Let's let's be frank about it. Some people might never care, but I don't think that should stop you. That definitely is going to stop me um, from continuing these types of conversations. And I told y'all um, in the last episode that wasn't really an episode that we are going to start getting real. So here you go. Um. Some other ways that we can start healing, um, and I think this is this is probably equally uh, equally as important as having those com these conversations is simply just celebrating within our community, not waiting for you know social media, um, big name magazines, um, big media, whatever, not waiting for them to celebrate darker skin black women. If you have your mother who is darker skin, celebrate her. It's Women's History Month. Your sisters, celebrate them. There is someone that you know, whether it be a coworker, somebody you know is darker skin. And there are so many ways in which you can celebrate her uh, and you might not even have thought about it. You know, sit them down, ask. You know, because I can't speak for I can't speak for every dark skinned woman. I certainly know that 
I certain or I certainly know dark skinned women that don't share the same views that I do. So, you know, just speak with them, see how they feel, see how they would like to be celebrated. Let's just not depend on outsiders to do the celebrating for us, okay? So that is how, or at least those are my um, thoughts on how we can heal from this. Uh, I would love to hear some thoughts on, from you guys. You know, I'm sure you guys have far more better ideas than I do. Um, I would love to hear them. But I don't know. You guys let me know um, what you thought about this. Um, let me know also what you thought about this episode. This is my first official solo episode because, again, last week wasn't really an episode. It was really just an announcement, y'all. My bad. Um, but let me know what you thought about this episode, what more you'd like to see. I definitely love um, criticism, um, so long as it's constructive. If it's not constructive, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm really good at ignoring um, you know, just negative energy. So that's not a problem, but I definitely appreciate criticism, um, things that I need to improve on. Like I said, I'm here to help y'all as best as I can. I'm also here to help myself, you know, having this conversation today definitely allowed me to get some things off my chest. Uh, I feel that certain things that I've had, uh, been holding in I've kind of let go of or I wouldn't even say holding in to be honest I haven't really had any animosity it kind of sounds like animosity but you know just some things that I've been thinking about um, in relation to this topic but let definitely let me know what you guys think about it I would love to hear from you know men and women who aren't uh dark skin or who don't consider themselves dark skin like what do you think about this you don't have to agree with whatever I say you don't have to agree whatsoever I love to hear perspectives um in fact I actually posted questions uh last week in relation to this topic and not everyone agreed with me I remember there were I believe two or three people who mentioned that they had sisters um one sister who was dark skin one who was lighter skin and how their families uh you know made both feel equally loved and appreciated and I thought that was really cool I had the luxury of having um two line sisters one who is in my opinion she is lighter skin and one who is pretty much my same skin tone um and my lighter skin my sister agrees, you know, she's like, yeah, darker skinned black women definitely have it uh, much harder than our lighter skin counterpart. And I always am appreciative and just, you know, I breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> whenever I encounter uh, fellow black women who can understand without feeling that you know, their discrimination is lesser or the things that they face or the struggles that they face is lesser. Because again, this is not the Struggle Olympics, y'all. This ain't the Hurt Olympics, y'all. Um, it's just not. This is simply, you know, just facts. You know, 
a little bit of opinion, um, a lot of expertise, because again, I am a darker skinned black woman on things that we go through. Um, And hopefully, you know, from listening to this podcast, I'm hoping that you guys go out there and encourage and have these discussions more and we all come up with a way to solve these issues. So, you guys, it's been great having this conversation. I'm loving it. Definitely excited for where this podcast is going to go. And I'll check you guys out next Monday. Thank you.